Hello, everyone, and welcome to another great episode of the Joy of Financial Planning podcast. The topics of this podcast are a complement to the book, Joy of Financial Planning, available at Amazon.com. Joy of Financial Planning is about the belief that we can overcome the unique economic and life challenges we face as a generation. We believe we can do this by first getting our economic house in order. In fact, we have no other choice. We must grow our wealth, follow our passions, and live with compassion to find creative ways to achieve our own version of the American dream. This episode and others is part of a series that is a transcription of this month's letter to stakeholders. It's a letter that I write to my wealth management clients for Jason Howell Company and also our broader community network. Go to jasonhowell.com blog for additional insights, episode links, or just to contact us. In this episode, I make reference to our troubled stock and bond markets. Boy, what a month has it been. Timing the market, which is a little hard to do, and even Isaac Newton's third law of motion. Don't know what Isaac Newton's third law of motion is? Keep listening. Please send your feedback to jason at jasonhowell.com and give this episode a rating, especially on Apple Podcasts, if that's the kind of thing that you do. For more about my unique brand of family wealth management, just go to jasonhowell.com. And with that, our April letter to stakeholders. Tuesday, May 10th, 1056 AM Eastern. Spring is upon us, even if it feels like winter in your portfolios. After our spring check-in meeting, Doug and I could tell you were braced for months like these. Ups and downs or volatility in the market is why you hired us in the first place, to provide a steady eye on the markets and a steady hand on your portfolio. You chose us for the same reasons that surgeons don't operate on their family members. Quote, personal feelings may unduly influence his or her professional medical judgment. That's directly from their ethics code. We like to say anecdotally that you are a member of our family of clients, but we never forget that you are the king or queen of your money. Our ethics demand us to deliver professional service. In a few words, that means doing the work, but also sharing answers to what in the heck is going on with your portfolio and is it affecting your life plan? These are good questions. So let's start with your portfolio. Your life plan has not been affected by the recent sell-off of the market. The stock market typically drops about 10 plus percent once every two years. We call this a correction. The last two pandemic years were an anomaly, but we planned for volatility. When we wrote up your plan and designed your portfolio, we had market corrections in mind. You are on track. Does this mean we do nothing when corrections happen? No, we buy low and sell high, meaning we sell the bonds and cash in your portfolio when stocks drop enough to make a real difference. This allows us to help you take advantage of the quote unquote downs in the market like you did in March of 2020. 
your portfolio is important to us. Our expertise tells us that staying in the market is the best way to benefit from it. Saying that another way, time in the market beats timing the market. But you still might be asking, what the heck is going on? So let me talk a little bit about that. Now, last month, we predicted in the same letter to stakeholders here that the small March bounce in your portfolio would be could be short-lived. Unfortunately, the technology part of the stock market proved us right with its first five-week losing streak since 2012. That's from the NASDAQ, so that NASDAQ index, which measures tech companies and communication companies. Five weeks, it's been down. That hasn't happened since, gosh, election year of 2012. Seems like 100 years ago. You might ask if stocks aren't working, how about bonds? Well, for the first time in 50 years, bonds and stocks are down together over 10% year to date at the same time. Never really happened before, or the ones that I saw said it hasn't happened in 50 years. Rising inflation is eating away at typical bond returns. Increasing interest rates are hurting our tech companies. China can't get past their own way on COVID, shutting down factories. And most of us, well, most of Europe may ban the US, the use of Russian oil. And uh, that's raising their own energy costs, which in and of itself is a very noble and marketable, um, noble thing to do, uh, considering the war in Ukraine but that is hurting their energy costs and is part of the run-up we're seeing in oil. When the largest economies in the world are facing economic doubt and challenge, the stock market will react negatively as it has been. These doubts may linger for months or a year or two. We will stay vigilant. So how about a little perspective, right? Our economy does not operate in a vacuum but rather a continuum. Supply and demand forces act much like Isaac Newton's third law of motion. Uh, thanks, Professor Dave. If you haven't heard of Professor Dave before, look up Professor Dave on YouTube. He makes science a little itty bit fun. And so, especially if you have kids, Professor Dave. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. That's Newton's third law. 2020's drop off in demand for oil and retail services was an economic system shock, a big action. Our economy is still reacting, and so, by the way, are all the oil companies. And there's a link in this uh, letter to stakeholders that has a great sort of description of why oil companies are afraid to drill today. Yeah, oil companies are afraid to drill because they're worried about profits in the fall. It's actually kind of good news because if they believe that gas prices are going to be lower in the fall so it doesn't make sense to drill today then well, that's kind of good for you and i so again a little perspective another one of the bright spots in our u.s economy is the unemployment rate which stands at 3.6 percent uh, adding about 428,000 jobs according to the april report which typically gets revised but you know, that's mostly accurate if it is that's the lowest rate of unemployment since just before the pandemic took over our lives in about February of 2020. Most of these job gains have come in the service sector where your neighbors are starting to spend 
their share of the $2.5 trillion. I've seen numbers like $2.7 trillion in excess savings since that pandemic began. Inflation is reducing those savings kind of on its own, um, though some people feel like inflation is just taking the extra pay that's coming vis-a-vis uh, -vis inflation from those same people, and they're kind of holding on to their savings. But wealth inequality is still a thing, um, and, and that's a problem. Even so, a U.S. recession is still, I would say, arm's length away. Probably not this year, maybe next year. Whatever happens, we will work with your plan, if you were a client of ours, <laughs> which includes adjusting your portfolio when we identify opportunity. And for a far less wordy perspective, read the roller coaster take, I'm calling it, from uh, my friend Chuck, who's also a financial planner. He's a very cool guy. Um, you go to his website. You can click through by going on to our letter to stakeholders at jasonhowell.com, looking up the May version and clicking the link roller coaster take. And you'll see a really good synopsis that Chuck has, including some easy examples to see why what happens in the short term has very little to do with happens in the long term. And whether you are a client of ours or just someone listening to this podcast, when you put money in the stock market, it's for the long term. So you ought not let short term gyrations really throw off your plan. Last bit is a stakeholder spotlight. This month's spotlight is on Lorna McGill, who's a CPA, a great executive, also a CGMA, so a government contracting experience, nonprofit experience, a wonderful overall person, great personality, currently looking for her next mission in life. But she introduced our firm to Carrie Rich, who's co-founder and CEO of the Global Good Fund. And the Global Good Fund is a nonprofit social enterprise that empowers entrepreneurs who they call fellows who are solving issues related to education, healthcare, the environment, financial inclusion, and economic mobility. So these entrepreneurs apply to be a part of the Global Good Fund program. They get about $10,000, they get a coach, and they get a mentor. This Thursday, I'm gonna attend their annual summit, which happens to be in the Washington DC area this year. And I'm attending as a potential future mentor um, which is exciting, exciting to be in that place where I could mentor someone, but also exciting to be a part of this mission. It's well known that successful people like the Bill Gateses and the Warren Buffetts talk about saying no to almost everything so that they can succeed, but they do say yes to the things that really matter to them. Introductions to organizations and people that are associated like the Global Good Fund are great opportunities for both my business partner, Doug, and for me to say yes. So thank you, Lorna, and to all of you out there who have great relationships with interesting people that are making an impact, please keep those introductions coming. Here's to saying yes, and with that, I yield the balance of your day.